good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. Well, today we built many bridges all across Europe as we finally get to sit down and talk, review, judge the new entries for Malmö. Well, some of them aren't as new, but we've had so much to do this season, so many interviews that we couldn't even uh, talk about all the selected entries so far. But what do you guys think about the lineup that we have right now? I think that we are like really, as we announced at the beginning of the season, I, I had this, I would say, feeling that we are entering in probably one of the most diverse and most interesting years in years. <laughs> no pun intended, okay? Um, but the thing is that like we really, I mean, the amount of songs and I was just talking to a friend of mine, like I was, I was saying, you know, I love how this year the whole edition is, you know, bringing so many languages from the countries itself. So it's not just English only songs. We have, you know, yes. we have Lithuanian this year. We have, what else? Okay, obviously we have French, we have Italian, we have, you know, so many other, um, other languages apart from English. Yeah. And it, it really is a nice way to see because I remember like in 2014 when I was on site for the first time, I think there was like, if there was four or five songs in native language entirely, that's a lot. So when you see that, you know, right now you have the, you know, main amount of the songs being sung in their own languages, it's great because, you know, you can always feel the music throughout the music and not throughout the language. Yeah. That makes yeah, you know what language you forgot? Which one? Slovenian. Oh, well, obviously, but like, <laughs> I think apart from 2021, we were doing such a great job sending songs in Slovenian since 2018. And I think we're kind of, you know, keeping that tradition and I don't mind at all. I'm very excited. I'm very happy. Uh, we got some more tickets in this latest little release of tickets to see to see all of them um i feel like this year even more than last year is becoming more of a party like there's a lot of up-tempo catchy songs and i think uh for me that's great because i fall asleep during a lot of ballads so it'll be great in the arena and it's going to make a great playlist when this is all said and done well speaking of party we can uh start with the most recent released song uh it's before the party's over by musti representing belgium before the party Yeah, Musti was the first uh, artist announced this year, but he was actually 20th to release his song. So it's been quite a while. Um, Jan, is the song what you expected? I mean, it was a really a nice surprise. And also, I have no idea what is it with all the releases in the morning, you know, when pretty yeah. much I know, at Dave's, <laughs> it was what? It was like 3. 330 in the morning yeah yeah and and i would say also like we didn't even start our jobs properly at the time but um i mean musti was you know as you said he was one of the first ones um to be announced uh the for the first Euro one. 
Yeah, first one to be in 2024 edition. Uh, and I have to say, when, when I saw the music video, it was like bringing, I would say, all this kind of cliches together. And then when we tried to see if it's too much or not, it was the uh, reasonable amount of everything. And I think it worked perfectly, um, especially the last part, which is like really, really breathtaking. Yeah. And I, I'm really curious to see how this is going to work on the Eurovision stage itself. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, I, I love it. And I, and I also love it that there, there's a lot of songs who put a lot of, uh, I would say, they work on their visuals properly this year. So when they do music videos, they're like a piece of art. And it's, it's, it's really amazing. And I'm, I'm blown away. We'll talk more about visuals, I think, when we get to uh, Luktelk, for sure. But um, I think Musti can just almost reproduce the music video on stage. He'll have the help of all the LED screens, of course, around him, underneath him, above him. Uh, Malmo is going to have lots of LED, uh, obviously. Um, a bit shocked. I thought this was going to be a more up-tempo song again, given his background and given just the title that has party in it. So when I saw and heard it, it was, uh, I don't know if it's a ballad, I don't know what to call it, but I it's certainly not a- I would say ballad. Sorry. Yeah, certainly not a dance song. It's certainly not, yeah, um, anything you would want to hear in a club, but um, his vocals are, are flawless. I mean, I'm expecting a really intense, epic, uh, very memorable performance that'll go down perhaps in Eurovision history. We'll see. Yeah. The only issue I have with this is, um, as you said, the final chorus is very epic. And uh, if it's just that bit, I would see it's probably a front runner, but uh, it takes too long to get there, in my opinion. I think the first two minutes of the song are very basic, very heard before, and then, you know, it builds up to that. But, um, well, he is currently rising in the odds. He's already in sixth place. He went from, I think, 12 or something in just a few hours, so. Well, we know, we know what he'll pick for, the, for that little clip for the voting reprise at the end. Yes. It will definitely be that. Yeah. But uh, also I'm on Twitter and I'm looking, uh, there's a poll right now in the Flanders media if this is, if it's gonna work or flop. And right now flop has it 51%. Ooh. Now that's the Dutch side of Belgium, obviously. And we'll see yeah. coming from the French side, but it's interesting that that's you know, split yeah. almost 50-50. I don't know how seriously you can take that though. They like to be. No. Anyway, um, let's continue with the country, which is maybe uh, closest to the host city. <laughs> um, Denmark has chosen Saba with sand. I think, Dave, you've been pretty pleased with this choice, right? It's the one I've been listening to the most. Um, I mean, will, will she even need a hotel in Malmö? She can probably just stay in her apartment. She lives right? in Copenhagen, yeah. she can just go home at night. Of course. <laughs> of course. It's, yeah, it's, I, I was so pleased. Again, you're always worried when you hear a studio version if it's going to sound the same live. I think she was almost better. I mean, if, if I have to critique anything and it's just because I'm nitpicking, I feel like she looked a bit nervous. Her vocals certainly didn't reflect that, but she's, it's almost like she, so, she's so small on that massive stage. I yeah. think so, they'll need some new camera angles or something going on to, to make her seem a bit more significant and to make her more important on the, you know, looking, but um, I mean, the song itself, 
the lighting they had in, in Copenhagen was beautiful. I just, I can't, I can't stop listening to it. I absolutely love it. It's one of my front runners for sure. Well, I agree somewhat because uh, it's a very good song and I really enjoy listening to it. But at the same time, it's in a way, you know, it's not new and in a way, it could get lost, you know, among there are up-tempo songs, there are really crazy songs, there are good ballads. This is somewhat in between. And I think because she's such a good singer, if we had juries in the semi, I would say, yeah, this is definitely qualifying. But I don't know if the televoters will say, yes, this is the one song that I will vote for, because I don't know if it's standing out enough for that. But overall, it's very enjoyable. And it has a lot more chances than, I want to say, the last two or three Danish entries. Well, she's in semi two in the first half. Uh, she's got, again, some really varied songs, I would say, like Thank Albania is Fox there. Too. You know that SVT likes to pick on its neighbors. Please don't put her in the <laughs> <laughs> No, with Czechia, Malta, Greece, like they're all very different songs. So Austria is in there, which we won't talk about, but uh, you never know, there's always hope. I mean, Denmark is obviously trying to improve the whole thing and nobody can really say they're not doing that. So it's, you know, their streak of non-qualifications was pretty much just out there. And we were, you know, I, I think I can easily say in the name of all of us that we were slowly losing any hope for Denmark and for their way of, you know, I don't think though this is going to uh, this is going to um, repeat the history from 2013. I don't see Denmark winning the whole thing in Malmö as it happened in 2013, obviously. But it's it's I mean she she delivered it in such a great way. Uh, vocals, as you said, they they were fantastic. I mean like and even better than the studio version. And you have to know that like if you are able as an artist to deliver better live performance than it's your polished studio version then you know you're an actual i would say amazing artist so i i hope she will do well she is definitely you know probably the right way or the right path for denmark to go on for now so um it is very enjoyable how we'll do in moment we don't know because like you know it can happen and sometimes uh, in that crazy little times uh, this kind of songs can be also a little bit forgettable, but I would still say that it's too early to say if it's our qualifier or non-qualifier. Um, yeah. Still have I, half I the think... songs to come. Yes. And uh, two two quick things. One, you talked about the non-qualification streak. I'm still not over what happened in Rotterdam. That was ridiculous. No, that was a robbery. Fear of Lam. That was Bureau. ridiculous. Uh, and second of all, I think if she doesn't qualify, it's definitely going to sting harder for Denmark this year. You know, given the, I mean, it's in Malmo, but there's going to be so much attention on Denmark and Copenhagen specifically that uh, it would be really sad if they had to go home early. Fingers crossed. Another act um, that was announced this weekend is Estonia. Visi Ministia Pulup have the song, which uh, I won't pronounce, but it is the longest song title in Eurovision history. Dave has translated it as we don't yet know anything about these drugs. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Okay. So, yes. Um, interesting title i have to say i love this i made a tiktok about like a month or two ago when people were still unsure about this year and were like saying oh yeah this year's gonna be boring blah 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 and i said well are you sure it could be very good and this was the first song in the national final lineup that came to my mind 
if Estonia sends this, and of course they have. And this is the first time in ages that Estonia is out of the box, because Estonia has been let's face it a little generic sometimes competent but always very you know always english always very professional very you know um not big standout entries and this is definitely standing out uh, i think it's catchy the arena will go bonkers with this and the choreo is amazing so yeah i think this is definitely qualifying and i hope that it will be rewarded in the final too. They sent a cowboy. How many Estonian cowboys are there? I mean, come on. Well, he wasn't Estonian to begin with. Shh. It doesn't matter. I would say that in that case, it's um, it's definitely interesting. It's de definitely different. And obviously they're not going to direction of having safe flat entries, which, you know, we know safe doesn't always working away is it qualifying I, I i wouldn't put it on my qualifier list maybe just because i i kind of struggled throughout the whole song after the national final again but that's also maybe because i would say my taste is let's say a little bit different than maybe like the taste of an average person who watches eurovision so i i kind of have issues with that but i think that in case if i will be able to listen it more times that it will be um easier way to get on board with them but i'm glad for estonian to at least win the national selection they're dropping hints that they will do some parts in english as well but um you know, kudos for that, that they're um, kept the Estonian into their own winning entry in Estelaur. Yeah, I, I lean towards Jan, I think more than Sebi. I'm not, I'm not upset this one. I think it was the most interesting and probably the best entry that they had this yeah. year. Not my type of music, I'm not gonna lie about that. Uh, I do hope they do include some English, just for the fact that I, almost like when Sebi, you were talking about, um, what song was it? Belgium, how it's kind of unspectacular in the beginning. I kind of find the same thing. It's it's their energy, it's the choreo that kind of gets me to when the song takes off. So I, I do hope they kind of put some English maybe in the beginning and leave leave the last half alone in, in Estonian when it really goes crazy. But yeah, I think this will qualify and we'll see them on Saturday in Malmö for sure. So let's see if we'll also see their neighbors because today Finland has officially confirmed that Windows 95 man will go to Malmö for sure. And uh, we already had him in the podcast, of course. Um, Dave was on his own for that. But are you happy that he won Wimka? Shocks. I think he was shocked as well. He was even like he knew we were an international um, podcast. I mean, we do have lots of people from Finland that listen, and we're very happy about that. He did plug vote Windows ninety five man number seven OMK, uh, which was hilarious. No Uh, he's going to bring a lot of energy and a lot of joy to your region this year. Again, not my kind of music. It's going to be the second year in a row that I, I love the Finnish entry, but for the show. Like, I don't I don't have his song on my playlist, as I don't have Cha-Cha-Cha on my playlist. But every time I see Cha-Cha-Cha, I stop what I'm doing and I watch it and I love it. Uh, it's going to be the same thing, I think, for me again with this year. I just, that performance I could watch over and over and over. But it's not something I would, you know, want to listen to at the gym or while I'm driving or doing work or whatever. But uh, it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a huge standout in his semifinal for sure. Yeah, I think they. Um, I think no one really predicted that. And also, when I was listening to the episode you were doing on your own, Dave, he said that you know, like seven is my lucky number. It's always you know, 
it's always around me but like i could you could always you could almost tell that he was like yeah i mean i had some luck here and there and seven is probably you know my go-to thing and i think like once he gets to malme he will probably i mean if he ends up being seven in his semi-final it will be a shocker if he doesn't qualify you know uh the song is fun the song is probably for the person who was born in the 90s or let's say late 80s early 90s it's a real nod to that period and i i think that you know i think we we talked about it dave didn't we how yeah. how um was were you tra- chatting with sebi uh, and and asking him if he remembers windows 95 how that yeah so the, the real the reel we put out for windows 95 man starts off with the classic again if you're of that age you remember starting up your computer and every time it played that noise whether you had speakers plugged in or not because that's just what it did so we we tried to incorporate some of that nostalgia into into the reel but yeah and i do have some bad news for you uh and i guess for windows 95 man himself he can't be seventh because he's second half of semi-final one which means the earliest he could go is eight yeah. so oh. he won't have his lucky number in Malmo, unfortunately maybe in the final if he qualifies maybe in the final but yeah if i get back to that i think it's 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 a funny song um the staging was on the moment very questionable um but i i enjoyed it just for the sake of that how how i would say how hilarious the whole thing was on stage uh even though everybody i think were expecting somebody else to win the whole thing it's still you know um i think we're still all happy for for windows 95 men to go there um also there were some you know news regarding how they will probably need to change his name but that was also one of the things which won't work so i really wish him all the best regarding his performance in malmö so i actually was not as surprised about windows 95 men winning because i was there in the arena and it was by far uh the most popular in the arena and yeah i I think um, Finnish people have a very specific sense of humor that maybe the rest of Europe doesn't get as much. We saw it in the past with many other national final acts as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know how well that humor will come across in Malmö. I definitely see Finland as a qualifier just because it's a 100% televote. But I don't think it will go that far. I don't think he can uh, repeat the success of Katia. But again, those are impossible shoes to fill for almost anyone. <laughs> so um, maybe the bigger surprise uh, the last weekend was Germany, because pretty much everyone thought that Rick was has got this with Oh Boy. But it ended up being Isaac with Always on the Run. <laughs> which I actually thought was a pretty good choice. It was one of the better ones in the lineup. But I also think it's similar to Denmark. You know, it's not, there's nothing wrong with it, but I don't see many people having this as the top favorite to vote for. Now, Germany doesn't have to worry about qualification. So I do think that the juries will vote for it, at least to some degree, because he is one of the strongest vocalists so far. But yeah, I unfortunately don't see the televote resonating with it so much. Dave, what do you think? Everything you just said, I have nothing to add. I literally don't. I was going to say the exact same thing. 
I just don't know why people weren't talking about him before because I hadn't paid to, I mean, we were very busy with all the interviews. I hadn't really had time to sit down and listen to all the songs from Germany besides the ones that we interviewed. And when I heard him on Friday night, I thought, wow, why why is no one talking about Isaac? And then he won and I was kind of shocked just because there, there had been no conversation about him. Yeah. And I can see why, because yeah, he he was by far the best singer. And yeah. I can see jury rewarding this uh, in Malma, but maybe less so the televote. Especially if he gets a bad spot in the running order, he could get forgotten a little bit. Well, the thing, uh, the the thing that Germany struggle uh, the most is definitely the way how how to sell the Eurovision to the domestic audience. I would say that we are all aware of their you know last place results and how they you know pretty much uh, they repeat their story every single time, no matter who the singer is and no matter what kind of a genre they are approaching. But I, I I agree with both of you. I mean, Isaac is definitely, you know, he was probably the best singer of Das Deutsche Finale. And, and the song is catchy and it's great. And I'm I'm 100% sure this is not the last place. Is it yeah. going on the left side of the scoreboard? We don't know. We hope it does. <laughs> um, it's been quite a while, but um, definitely, I don't think it's the last place for uh, for Germany this year. I, I thought you said it was it. going on the left side. I was going to say that's a very bold statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, is it going? We don't know, but like it's definitely almost for sure, unless if something goes completely wrong on the night of, of the final, uh, it's it's definitely not the last place uh, potential for Germany. I hope so. Well, someone where I can pretty confidently say that we will see them on the left-hand side is Italy. Um, oh. Angelina Mango won Sanremo Festival with La Noia. And it's currently second in the odds just after Ukraine. So, Jan, you seem like you agree with that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, I'm saying, like, I don't think that I ever enjoyed any Eurovision season that I did this year. I mean, it really takes you know, a Swedish band winning the whole thing, you know, being, you know, famous all around the world. And then 50 years after, you know, having this one of the best editions. I enjoy Lenoir. I enjoyed it from the beginning. It's super catchy. It's so, I would say it's it's not so Italian as you would predict. Let's say Due Vita is way more Italian than Lenoir is. And let's say they you speak Italian and I think Lenoir is some sort of a dialect, isn't it? No. no, it just, it just means boredom. Bore, oh, well, the, the song is definitely not boring, but I thought for some point that La Noia should be a dialect for something else. Never mind. I enjoy it every single time. I, whenever I was, I'm driving in my car, I, I enjoy listening to it. It brings me this positive kind of energy. It's it's different from the different Italian pop production, but I enjoy it and I'm 100% sure that this is ending on the top three places in Malta. Now there is a bold statement. Yeah. It is. But I usually know how to predict my stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, catchy and it has all the right stuff to connect with both juries and televoters. It's a good song. It's well performed. It's well sung. That is important for the juries and um, it's catchy and it's you know uh, I know many people who just follow Eurovision casually and they heard bits of the song and they liked it immediately so that's very important and I also see this um, maybe yeah top three why not actually yeah probably I agree with you I have no issues with that um, whatsoever yeah. 
But of course, they've sat through the torture of, I don't know, 20 hours of Sanremo a week. 27, so. 27 and a half. Did you think they made but, the right decision? Absolutely not. Oh. I, yeah, I'm looking at my playlist now. I've been listening to Tuta Gold, Ipme Tupate, Diamanti Grezzi, Sinceramente, even Vi, but La Noia, I've only listened to three times. I can't stand yeah. it. I find it annoying. Oh, when wow. she says La Noia, there's like this weird, like almost scratching noise in the back. It just draw, it goes through my brain. I can't do it. Uh, she's, she's a, she's a little cutie. I, I mean, I get it. I just don't know why the juries voted her so high. And I just find it interesting. Like, I know, I know that um, Jan is losing his mind right now. That's For all fine. of you that uh, can only listen to this, Jan just uh, wrote La Noia on his blackboard in or whiteboard in the background. Of course, of course. <laughs> just in no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know the, the televote in Italy is only 34%, but uh, it, it, it would almost be scandalous in another country that cared about Eurovision that, you know, an act that got 60 plus percent of the televote didn't didn't qualify. It's almost the opposite of what happened in, in Finland with the juries being almost irrelevant and the, you know, the public getting what it wanted. Should they have sent Geolier? I don't think so. But I think there were a lot of more worthy songs for Eurovision and, and just for the win in such a historic music festival. But anyway, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I would say that like Sanremo is always like full of surprises and they can pretty much deliver whatever in, in a way that it's like popular at the time. And obviously everybody saw Mahmoud as a person of going there. Tuta Gold is still on my playlist, even on after Sanremo. Like nobody's gonna lie, it's probably one of the best songs in the let's say the last what a, I don't I don't know, maybe 15, 8, 15 years that came from Sanremo. It's actually a really good song. It's probably one of the most streamed ones on Spotify for Mahmoud as well. But I mean, I sometimes I really try and go and, 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 and enjoy something different, a different approach. And I, I really wish her all the best. But before we go to that, can we talk like a minute or two uh, in a connection with Arikia Poveri and, and Manon Tutalavita because th that yeah. was just like next level. Amazing. Yeah, I love how the energy is still there and how the you know and they're they're becoming bigger and bigger on TikTok, which is not really you know a name which could you know really pay any attention to to this kind of social media since I don't know they probably you know they're, they're coming from the times where nothing was really digital and for for that direction I think it's 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 great to see them being there so it was their performance at Sanremo when they came back and did that anniversary performance in 2020 when um Amadeus took over right that he invited them as as a guest yeah. And they sang, um, what was it, Sara, what's their big one, Sara? Sara Perché Ti Amo. Right, and Mama Maria. They did that no, me medley, right? And it just blew up on, on YouTube and on social media. Absolutely. And they've been pretty much back ever since. But um, I will leave it, like, I don't hate Miss Mango. I don't hate La Noia. I just don't get the hype. I don't, like, it's okay. I just don't understand why it's so, like, you're both saying top three. I, I don't see that at all. I see this almost where Emma ended up in 2014. No. <laughs> Angelina has way more class than that. The last time we really had uh, this much, because I see that, I see especially with the older audience in Italy as well, they're not as happy with the winner. And the last time that happened was with Moniskin. So we saw how that ended. Um, maybe it's not always, it doesn't always have to be the same recipe of, you know, a 
male Italian ballads. It can be something else as well that wins Sanremo and maybe even your Before we go on this one, that's on my last two cents. I would say <laughs> that the Italian language is something that almost every European can enjoy. And maybe this is their advantage that like whatever they do, it's almost impossible for them to, you know, not to be relevant in any kind of form. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is probably their their best advantage in the competition. Let's move on on the next country and next song. What do we have, Sadi? Yes. Um, well, two weeks ago, Supernova ended and we found our winner in Latvia, which is Dons with Hollow. Um, probably one of the, if not the most obvious national final winner. I think that was pretty much the only choice that Latvia had. Now, I love the cat song, but I don't think it would have necessarily <laughs> done well in uh, Eurovision. It's been and a bad national final season for cats. Cats and AI, that's the big topic. No, um, I think Latvia has made a good choice, but at the same time, it feels like Germany, like Denmark, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a good song. It's a very good singer. But will this get enough votes? Will people actually say, yes, this is my favorite and I will vote for this? I don't know. I really, really want Latvia, especially after last year. I loved Aya. I really want Latvia to go through again, but I'm really not sure. And again, with juries, I would be a lot more confident. But now I really don't know. Jan, what do you think? I would say it's, it's different. I don't really say it's like winning material. I also think that Latvia should really get their... Um, how would I say nicely, their taste together and maybe put something that should really put them back on the Eurovision map. We're not gonna lie. I mean, it's, you know, it's a great way of how the vocals are delivered, um, very raw. Um, and I would say that this is something that anybody can go for. The question is, is the song staying in your head after you're listening after the first three minutes? I don't know. I want to say it does, but for me, it doesn't really. But I really cannot avoid the quality of the vocals here, of how that was probably really the only option for Latvia. And I hope he delivers well on the stage in Malmö. I have very mixed feelings about Latvia. Like, I really I really don't want their, their six-year non-qualification streak to continue. I think vocally this is their best effort since they've started not qualifying. I mean, this is light years ahead of the Samantha Tina years. I mean, they've come very far <laughs> yes. from there. Again, like I said earlier, you know, justice for a certain song. I feel justice for what happened to them in Torino. I really wish uh, Zitizani had gone through. I think this year it would. It seems like this is a fun, jokey kind of a year again. I think they would have had more success maybe in Malmo than they had in Torino. But I will, I, I'm, I'm spot on with the two of you. I worry that uh, this song is, it's too, too normal. And just the strong, the strong vocals won't get it through. The your average televoter won't uh, won't reward that. And uh, for it to do well, it needs juries. And uh, if it gets to the final, it can you know maybe get a hundred points or so. But uh, it's got to get there first. And and that's my fear. People won't remember it when it comes time to vote for it. And I'm just looking now where it will be. It's in semi two, the second half of semi two. You're gonna have Gota there. You're gonna have uh, Estonia there. Musti is there. Like. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid for it. Well, um, let's go not far from Latvia, just south in Lithuania. We had Sylvester Belt winning with Luktel. This was pretty soon on our radar because we made a TikTok about this after the first semi-final. And five it, weeks ago. Yeah, five weeks. Been going on forever. Really, we love you, but um, get your act together. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I have to say Lithuania has made such a big transformation, especially in this decade. Uh, they've always been amazing. Um, the Rube, of course, were uh, one of the top favorites back in Rotterdam. And then both Monikas, both Chutu Tutu and Sentimenta Monica were amazing. And now Luktelk is something completely new again, and Lithuanian is back, so that's amazing. What do you think? It's, it was, you know, a really pleasant surprise, especially because, I don't know, I should really like pay more attention to pretty much all national finals, and I think that I discovered Luktelk really just by accident, and I'm glad that I did. I am enjoying this probably way more than I should, in the way bigger dimensions and it's it's <laughs> fantastic and i love it i enjoy it i love how you know we have we were just mentioning before we have lithuanian back in in the competition and it, it's great i love it it's it's so like you you can't really sit calmly and just do nothing when you listen to the song and i think it will do very 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 well um according to my eurovision scoreboard when when all the songs are kind of presented presented and people vote for them uh it's at the moment at the third place uh on the second is ukraine the first one is italy so it's so 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 great it has this great energy and i'm sure um the listeners will go ahead with it and will will jump on the train of Luktel uh, all the way to malmo and maybe even further which is five out of five for me yeah, what you what you just said is what I think people were hoping to get from the Roop, kind of like their their other performances, especially when it comes to discotheque and on fire. Um, this one was a swing for them. This one was different, and I think that's what cost them. People were expecting another discotheque, for example, and they got more of a slower, albeit happy song. Uh, and I think that's that's why they didn't get through. Um, I was kind of shocked they got third, though. Um, I don't. I don't even remember the song that came second. I, I'm still in shock. I, I still haven't listened to that song. But uh, there was no doubt in my mind that Luktelk should win. And of course, the juries and the televote in Lithuania confirmed that. Love, love, love the last minute when it turns into a rave. It's just it's full out party. I can't. I can't wait to be in the the arena when that beat drops. I'm just gonna lose my mind. Sebi, you're warned. I think we're going to rave very much this year, especially in the, you know, hopefully from semifinals to the finals as well. But what I what I really wanna say is this is the main thing when it comes to diversity, when it comes to you know, we were talking in one of our previous episodes, guys. Do you remember when we were saying like how impressed we were with the Lorin effect of how many returning artists actually returned to the, their own national finals. Pretty much all of them, as for now, they really, I mean, they lost against, let's say, 
their own competitors. I think, yeah, um, I have to take back what I said about Latvia because I think Moldova was ultimately the most obvious national final winner. Natalia Barbu is, of course, the first and maybe only returning artist this year, no matter how many uh, tried before her. I think with her, it's also an appropriate amount of time that has passed. You know, we have people who returned from last year or for two years ago, maybe. Uh, people are like, well, you've just been there. Maybe let somebody else go. But yeah, I think, um, Dave, you weren't so happy with this choice, right? <laughs> no, I, did, I, I tried. I watched the summary of all the Moldovan entries. I didn't really click with any of them. Um, so I guess by default, them choosing Natalia was the best option, I guess, because she's got the experience. She's been there before. She can maybe do something with this. Maybe the staging can help it. Maybe they'll do a little revamp of the song. But um, when we've been talking about like average songs that will probably get forgotten in a televote, I think this one is the king or queen of that list because it's just like, I, if you if you had to pay me a million dollars right now to sing it or just hum the song, I wouldn't be able to do it. I can't remember a thing about it. No, I actually don't think it's that average because, um, well, especially I listened to the song and I was like, yeah, Sure, it's fine. Send this. I mean, she's gonna win anyway. But um, the live performance, oh my god. I was uh, disappointed would be an understatement. Um, it was shrill. It was, uh, it had, it suddenly she had a violin. She wanted to be, I don't know, Alexander Reebok. And then uh, those really, really high, uh, you know, in the course she goes like, but then uh, she does that in such a high pitch at the end, and it was not very pleasant. And I was like, where did this girl from 2007 with Fight, who was so strong and so confident on stage, what happened to that? Like, I want that back. I don't remember any of that. I must have fallen asleep. Yeah. The thing is that when it comes to Moldovan entry, if we're completely honest, that was really their own, their the only choice from from diversity of Etapa Nazionale. The thing is that um, I, if you have to ask me if I have to compare, you know, usually whenever the artists are coming back to the competition, they try to deliver something better. They than try, but the they don't always system. succeed in that. <laughs> and I still have to say, I mean, In the Middle is not a bad song. It, was, it wasn't very, very well performed uh, maybe there was some sound issues maybe you know there is an, a reasonable explanation why the live performance wasn't so good um but i as for now i still enjoy fighter more than in the middle it's not a bad song i actually love the concept how they had the whole thing on stage it wasn't bad slightly a little bit confusing which is still okay because if it's confusing it's interesting you're trying to solve the whole thing out so you know you, you stay with the performance but she should definitely work on her vocals towards Malme. Uh, it's one of the things that's um, definitely, you know, I would say, it's not all about your, like, I would say your legacy from the previous years. I hope that she will improve that. Uh, I don't think she will have any issues um, with possible revamp of the song, um, maybe a proper music video, a proper stage, a proper, you know, all kind of stuff that she needs 
in a way on her way to Malmö. Well, let's conclude this with the last entry we'll talk about today. Also recently, very recently announced, Poland has not selected Justina with Witcher Tahoro, but uh, it was Luna with the tower. bit surprised that this was selected actually maybe they looked at the semi-final and they saw that well we already have two witch songs from slovenia and from ireland so maybe let's not select the third one and ultimately this is good news because i think justina probably had the strongest one and now it's not gonna be in the competition um but regarding luna i would say this is also in the same pot as Denmark for me because it's a very good song. It's nice, everything. There's nothing wrong with it, but um, I don't know how much it represents of the country and I feel like it might not stand out enough in the whole lineup. I have to say that I successfully avoided all these songs who are like in the running to represent Poland just for the sake of that surprise moment which could happen. I have to say that I really do enjoy Luna. It's it's nothing that I wouldn't enjoy and it's actually it ended up on my playlist and since it was it was released I'm probably responsible for all this kind of views on social media and stuff uh, at the time as we are recording that uh, the song which was actually released three weeks ago on Luna's official YouTube channel reached over a million views and only like 400,000 views in a day since it was presented as a Eurovision entry uh, on official YouTube uh, channel of Eurovision it reached over 800,000 views which is impressive it's very anthemic. If you go into the lyrics, that's I would say it's some sort of the same situation as with Lorene and with, with Tattoo. Everybody went in a way how generic Tattoo is and how generic it may sound. But like whenever, if you if you like sit down, if you, I don't know, open the lyrics of Tattoo and if you just go there word by word, you see how heartfelt this kind of lyrics is. And I would say it's pretty much the same thing with, with Luna, who really, I mean, she's being here all empowering all doing like this kind of stuff there's this i would say uh, a line which is uh, which is in 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 the song with whenever she's saying i'm the one who built the tower i mean in in at some point you just don't let's say it, it go it's you know somehow it goes over you with that but like when you try to think what kind of phrase this is i could say that everyone can you know at some point connect with that phrase and everyone can some sort of implement that in their own life i love how catch the catch hit is and i really hope they do well um she's a person who really went all in into this kind of eurovision project the song was apparently made specifically for that kind of purpose and i, I love it I, and i'm actually so excited that like once we finish talking here that i can enjoy the tower on my headphones on my way back home and that's pretty much it or no no sorry dave no, I'm I'm glad Jan talked about it for ten minutes because I didn't even know Poland had released a song. So that's that's <laughs> that's really good. Well prepared as always. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. Those were only our two cents. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Let us know in the comments and uh, follow us on social media for more Eurovision content. We're building bridges pod pretty much everywhere. And don't, don't forget the Twitter. We're at BB Eurovision Pod there. 
They wouldn't let us have <laughs> Building Bridges pod, so we're at BB Eurovision pod. Yes. Twitter is, of course, very relevant. For the yes. X, whatever. Um, check out our website. We're buildingbridgespod.com. And um, if you don't hear from us, uh, subscribe to us, because then you will hear from us. So see you next I time. I, I had no idea what you wanted to say when you said, if you don't hear from us, I, I really couldn't know what the, you know, how will you continue that sentence? Because it was like, what did you die? No. <laughs> subscribe to us so you will definitely hear from us. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Bye.